0: Due to the graphic nature of this urban legend, listener discretion is advised. This episode includes gore, drowning, body dysmorphia, and descriptions that may be triggering for people with claustrophobia or trypophobia. We advise extreme caution for children under 13. Ah, the things a girl does for beauty. But your skincare routine is for you and no one else. All 10 steps. Oil-based cleanser, water-based cleanser, toner, essence, ampoule, serum, mask, eye cream, moisturizer, sunscreen. And every now and then a little treat for you. A bath bomb, and the best exfoliator you can buy on sale at Marshalls. This sesame seed bath isn't the strangest thing you've heard of. You've never particularly wanted to be a bagel, but if it works, it works. The water's warm and soothing, you barely notice the seeds, then your skin begins to itch and burn. You pull yourself out of the water. You don't recognize yourself when you reach the mirror. Shot full of holes is an understatement. The seeds have stuck to your skin, creating a pattern somewhere between Gothic polka dot and cheetah. It's creepy, but it'll wash off won't it? Nothing works. cellar water, wipes, good old-fashioned water. The seeds only stick closer together. You try going seed by seed, but each pull hurts more and more. You tug and tear, finally ripping one away. The tiny seed is covered in blood. Your pores is obliterated, and there are thousands more to go. Welcome to Haunted Places, a podcast original. I'm Greg Polson. Today's episode is part of our Urban Legends series. Every Tuesday, we explore those chilling stories you hear secondhand, the kind that seem made up but contain a kernel of truth. Urban Legends is only on Spotify, so keep listening here to never miss an episode. But don't forget to come back each Thursday for a classic episode of Haunted Places, covering yet another ghost-filled locale. You can find episodes of Haunted Places and all other podcast originals for free on Spotify. To stream Haunted Places for free on Spotify, just open the app and type Haunted Places in the search bar. Today, we examine an urban legend about the intersection between tradition and dermatology. The Sesame Seed Beauty Regimen is a horror story with just enough skin science to feel true. And if it is, it would really, really hurt. Up next, we learn a new folk remedy. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit AnytimeFitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. If you take part in beauty and makeup culture, you've probably heard about the 10 step Korean skincare regimen. Trend experts around the world often cite South Korea as being seven years ahead of other markets when it comes to new products. The Korean language even has its own idioms to refer to dermatological health, including cloudless skin, to refer to a bright and clear complexion. It's no surprise, then, that Korean culture's equivalent of the fatal hairdo urban legend centers on a skincare folk remedy gone horribly wrong. Kyo knew she couldn't escape the hands of time forever. Sure, she was 17 and had the oh-so-coveted, cloudless skin now, but she could see the wrinkles coming. She would catch the faint lines on her forehead and near her eyes when she smiled or laughed. She hated them. Her mother told her not to worry. All skin bore the mark of time eventually, and she took good care of it. She would age gracefully. But Kyo wouldn't be consoled. She avoided the sun as diligently as she could, fearing her classmates' comments about the shade of her skin. She had managed to keep herself several shades lighter than her father, but there was never enough sunscreen. The clock was ticking. Kyo's mother insisted that she was beautiful no matter what. She banned lightning creams and other skincare treatments from their house over Kyo's desperate objections she was convinced they weren't safe. Kyo didn't want to listen. She didn't care if they damaged her in the long run. She was already suffering. No one looked at her the way they looked at the other girls. Kyo tried not to cry when her classmate compared her to the girl in Howl's Moving Castle, a young woman trapped in a wizened body. Her friend, Hay he, told her she needed to stop drinking coffee. Everyone knew that coffee was bad for your skin. But cutting coffee wasn't enough. She couldn't deal with the taunts and the little reminders of how she didn't measure up. She didn't want to be scrutinized over the shade of her skin or the number of wrinkles she had. She wasn't sure how much more she could take. Hay looked left and then right before whispering a solution in Kyo's ear. There was a little shop in Seoul's junk district nestled among the skyscrapers and historic sites. It had been there, it was said, since the occupation. Before then, it belonged to a woman who was only spoken of in whispers. Her work seemed to be more magic than science. But the results couldn't be denied. Each and every one of her customers ended up looking flawless. Kiyo had thought she could get by with stolen bottles of whitening cream and heavy moisturizing, She was wrong. It was time to pay this mysterious woman a visit. The shop was small, blink and you'd miss it. Kyo stepped through the curved wooden door and was immediately taken by the warm, wet smell of hibiscus wafting out of every corner. Those brilliant flowers usually awed and charmed Kyo. Today, however, their vibrant color reminded her of freshly spilled blood. A reedy voice came from somewhere farther in the shop, asking Kyo what she wanted. Kyo said she wanted to be beautiful. A woman's head peeked through a pair of curtains. She had no wrinkles. Her hair was a soft silver, like moonlight. She released the curtains and stepped out. She was tall and thin, gliding across the room as though the floor was a flowing stream. Kyo felt a pang of jealousy. This woman was so perfectly preserved. But she reminded herself that any woman who could look as lovely as her after all these years must know how to help Kyo. The woman introduced herself as Guang. She stroked Kyo's skin softly, studying it with heavy-lidded brown eyes. Kyo didn't know what to do with her hands while the woman examined her. She was afraid to speak. In Guang's cocoon, the world felt special. In this world, her goals were attainable and real. Kyo didn't want to break that feeling. After a long moment of silence, Guang turned and slipped back behind the curtains. Kyo asked if anything was wrong. Guang poked her head out to say she had a solution. The problem, they seemed to agree, was self-evident. Guang slipped back into the room with a vial of glittering black liquid, or at least it appeared to be liquid at first. As Kyo peered closer, she realized the tiny bottle was filled with sesame seeds. Guang explained that it was an old remedy. Kyo could Google it, see all the collagen producing effects, but what mattered was it worked. Kyo wasn't sure if it was her eyes or the dim lighting. But Guang looked even younger now than she had only moments ago. Her silver hair was now peppered with black strands. Kyo thanked Guang and returned home. Under her own bathroom lights, Kyo looked worse than she'd remembered. Her skin was almost sallow. Somehow, more wrinkles had appeared between here and Guang's shop. There was a collection of them at the corners of her eyes and just a few above her lip. She was 17. This wasn't normal. She was lucky that Guang had given her a way to overcome her genetic curse. Kyo ran a bath in her parents' deep and luxurious soaking tub. She spilled the vial of tiny black teardrop-shaped sesame seeds into the water and swirled them around with her hand. She could see the water take on a slightly oily sheen, just as Guang had promised it would. She climbed in slowly. The warm water felt so nice against her tired skin. She curved her neck and slid entirely beneath the surface to enjoy the quiet and let the seeds do their work. After a few moments of soaking, Kyo began to lift her head out of the water, but there was something blocking her way, a viscous weight she couldn't recognize or define. She opened her eyes slowly but she couldn't see much of anything. Her vision was shrouded in a glowing darkness. She was squinting, trying to understand, when she realized the darkness was moving. It wasn't a single entity. It was hundreds of smaller ones. A large mass of dark seeds had congealed together, forming a gelatin-like layer on the top of the water. Her lungs burned with the need to breathe, Kyo clawed her hands through the surface, searching for a break large enough to fit her head through. Every time she managed to claw a few gaps into the layer, the dark shapes pushed in to block the holes. The world was starting to shift around her. Maybe her eyes were deceiving her, but it looked as though the seeds were growing into long tendrils above her, blocking out all light and escape. Her arms were sore from trying to fight the immovable mass. Her eyes burned, her heart beat loudly in her ears. She could feel herself starting to lose energy. Kyo didn't know how much fight she had left in her. The water was starting to turn cold. Her body was shivering underneath the blanket of seeds. She was so tired. It would be so easy just to go to sleep. Her corpse would be pretty enough. That would have to do, she thought, as her eyelids drifted closed. Even the painful straining of her lungs began to fade as her vision closed in. She gave in to the strange, syrupy way to the seeds in the water and let her body go still. Up next, Keo learns the not-so-healing properties of her new regimen. Listeners, I have a surprising new treat for you. You know how you can find love in a bar or on an app? Why not a podcast? In Blind Dating, the new Spotify original from Parcast, we're expanding the places you can meet your match with a twist you'll never see coming. Every Wednesday, YouTuber and host Tara Michelle introduces one hopeful single to two strangers in a voice-only call. Through a series of illuminating games and questions, the trio finds all the sweetness and awkwardness of a first date minus the distraction of appearances. But once our hopeful single chooses their match, the cameras are turned on, and it's either butterflies or goodbye. Blind Dating airs weekly with new episodes every Wednesday. You can find and follow Blind Dating free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Now back to the story. Alkia wanted was to look beautiful forever and always. She thought that if she worked hard enough, she could have the skin she always dreamed of. She followed her friend's advice and saw Guang, a stunning and successful healer who ran a shop deep in central Seoul. The remedy Guang had given her seemed legitimate. The positive effects of sesame oil on skin and hair was well documented. But this was seeds, not the oil. The seeds had expanded in the hot water preventing Kyo from racing her head through the oily layer. She fought as hard as she could, but it wasn't enough. She went still on the bottom of the soaking tub, ready to admit defeat. But something shook her awake. Kyo's eyes opened. She could have sworn that a pair of hands had touched her, but she couldn't focus on that. She had to turn all her attention on using the last of her strength to find air for her drowning lungs to get out. She found perches for her hands on the edge of the tub and surged upwards. The layer of seeds felt thick against her skin. She could feel them sliding down her body as she forced herself through the surface. (sighs) Kyo sucked in a massive breath of air as she sat up in the tub. The water was cloudy and cold. The unexpected scent of hibiscus lay thick around the room. She looked down to her skin and screamed. The sesame seeds no longer clung to the water. Now, they were clinging to her skin. She could feel the small, hair-like vines burrowing into her flesh, each one widening underneath the surface. Loud knocks startled Kyo from her horror. Her mother's voice came from the other side. She was worried about how much time Kyo had spent in the bathtub. Kyo bit her lip until it bled holding in sounds of her pain as she stood up. When she caught her reflection in the large bathroom mirror, she nearly fell back into the tub. Every inch of her skin was dotted with the tiny black seeds. Tiny webs of pink flesh could be seen between them, but that only made the patchwork more unnerving. It looks like she'd become a nest for a million tiny insects. Her mother couldn't see her like this. Kyo yelled out a few words of reassurance to her mother. She hoped that the sound of water sloshing was enough to drown out the panic in her voice. Her mother kept knocking. Kyo's mind was racing. She needed to fix this. Her left hand went to her right arm. She pulled at one of the sesame seeds, but it wouldn't move. It felt almost like a scab, but more resilient. She worked her fingernail beneath the seed, but she couldn't find a way to get all the way under. The seeds had embedded themselves into every one of her pores. Kyo needed to be more aggressive. She took a deep breath and yanked on the small seed as hard as she could. It stung and pinched. She let out a short, quick breath, trying to push the pain away. Her fingers slipped against the smooth surface. Tears and snot were starting to drip down into the sink. She wanted this nightmare to be over. Kyo tried to pull again. The surrounding skin started to lift with the seed. They were one and the same now. Her mother pounded on the door, demanding to be let in. Kyo didn't know what to do. There hadn't been that many seeds in the vial. It was supposed to make her younger. Instead, she could see a spiderweb of veins popping out in between the holes, stretched to their limit by her obstructed pores. As her skin began to dry, she could feel it growing tighter, more solid. She wondered if she would make a clicking sound as she walked, all the tiny glossy seeds scraping together beneath her skin and on top of it. She needed to drink something, anything. Kyo looked down at her skin again. Her veins weren't the soft blue and bright red that she expected. They were brown. Long trails of brown spreading from the seeds. She felt lightheaded. This had to be a hallucination. The seeds couldn't be growing in her body. Her mother banged on the door again. She asked if Kyo needed help. Kyo's heart clenched. She could hear the concern in her mother's voice. She should open the door. She should let her mother in to help her, even if it demonstrated she'd broken every single rule. But another look in the mirror told her she couldn't open the door. She didn't look like a person anymore. The seeds were expanding across her body, bleaching everything from her. Kyo could feel her thoughts slowing down. Everything was starting to turn hazy. There was a slow pounding inside her nerves, starting at the base of her spine and moving upwards. She just knew that the brown roots were encroaching on her skull. She could feel them twisting and snaking upward. The roots and vines were eating away at her insides to build something that had nothing to do with her. When it finished devouring her, what would be left? Would it keep her corpse as its own strange skin, or hatch a new monster from her used-up husk? Where would it go? Would it hurt her family? Kyo's mother threatened to break the door down. Kyu tried to scream at her mother to trust her and just stay back, but her tongue rolled uselessly in her mouth. Kyo was running out of time. Her limbs weren't responding to her commands anymore, only twitching with the vines and roots' cruel motion. She couldn't let her mother find her like this. It would destroy her. There were no windows in the bathroom. She couldn't leave. The wooden door was pushing in on itself. Her mother would be through soon. Another spasm sent Kyo to the cold, wet floor. Every part of her that touched the surface hurt, and every part that didn't was numb. She begged her legs to bend so she could curl up into a ball. But it offered her no comfort. Stinging salt dripped from her eyes. (laughs) Laughter filled her ears. Laughter that wasn't her own. She looked at the door, but it wasn't coming from there. It was coming from deep inside her body. The reedy sound of it gave her away. Quang. The old woman whispered a word of thanks in Kyo's ears. Realization dawned on her. The woman was a leech, draining youth from people like her. Kyo tried to speak again, but her tongue was nothing but one long root now. She was disappearing. She could feel it. Kyo focused as hard as she could, trying to tell her mother she loved her. Her mother screamed for Kyo to hold on just a little bit longer. Kyo felt herself ripping apart, her mind and body struggling to retain their shape. There was no fighting it. Guang, if that was her real name, was far stronger than she would ever be. Kyo shrank deeper and deeper within herself. The door pounded against its small frame. Finally, it flew open. Kyo's mother stepped into an empty bathroom. All she found was a pile of sesame seeds on the floor. The Sesame Seed Beauty regimen sits at the intersection of Korean skincare practices and Western beauty horror legends, such as the Fatal Hairdo. K-Beauty products include ingredients that sound like they would fit in in any witch's brew. These include donkey milk and snail slime, which is often harvested by electrocuting the little mollusk to amp up its secretions. But the science is right. The slime does provide healing and greater collagen production. The sesame seed beauty regimen relies on similarly scientific dermatological concepts. Like snail slime, sesame seed oil helps skin produce more collagen and increase elasticity. But the legend is about unprocessed seeds, not the oil. The supposed dangers of seeds rest on the most commonly known rule of skincare: Hot water opens pores, cold water closes them. So the theory goes, if your pores opened wide enough, they could suck in the tiny seeds and constrict, holding them in place. But there's an obvious flaw in this theory pores can't expand enough to accommodate the size of even the smallest sesame seed. Even if they did, warm water would loosen the tension on the seed so it could fall away naturally. The supposed science here, frankly, doesn't work. To make things even more confusing, there seems to be no specific event or anecdote that started the legend's circulation. So why does it persist? The sesame seed beauty regimen legends popularity and even possibly its creation, lies on trypophobia, a fear of repetitive clusters of small holes, as one might find in honeycombs or sponges. The phobia isn't officially recognized by the mental health diagnostic manuals, and the name itself was actually coined by Reddit in 2005. But Dr. Jeff Cole, a cognitive scientist, estimates that as much as 18% of the population may have trypophobia. The worst sufferers can experience nausea or full-on panic attacks when faced with clusters of high-contrast holes. These visual patterns are commonly found in the markings of dangerous creatures, like the blue-ringed octopus and poison dart frogs. The running theory is that the brain is keying into old self-protective instincts and misfiring in the process. The thought of thousands of sesame seeds embedded in the skin to produce a hole-like appearance can invoke this fear. And when such a deeply disturbing possibility occurs to us, we cannot help but pass it on. It's the human impulse responsible for almost all urban legends. The South Korean beauty industry takes in the equivalent of 11.5 million US dollars per year. Several Korean celebrities grew up with a family facialist, a dermatological specialist tasked with making them look perfect even as toddlers. Colorism and general anxiety surrounding beauty standards could certainly drive someone to seek out ill-advised skincare treatments. This particular legend about clogged pores may not hold water, but there's always a new product on the way, and you just wouldn't believe the results. Thanks again for tuning into Haunted Places. We'll be back on Thursday with a new episode. And don't forget to come back on Tuesday for our Urban Legends series, available only on Spotify. You can find more episodes of Haunted Places and all other podcast originals for free on Spotify. Not only does Spotify already have all of your favorite music, but now Spotify is making it easy for you to enjoy all of your favorite podcast originals, like Haunted Places for free from your phone, desktop or smart speaker. To stream Haunted Places on Spotify, just open the app and type Haunted Places in the search bar. Until next time, don't believe some of the things you hear. Believe all of them. Haunted Places was created by Max Cutler and is a ParCast Studios original. Executive producers include Max and Ron Cutler, sound design by Russell Nash, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Bruce Katovich. This episode of Haunted Places was written by Lil D. Ritter and Jennifer Richey, with writing assistance by Greg Castro. I'm Greg Polson. Hey listeners, don't forget to follow Blind Dating for a fun twist on a classic setup. YouTuber and host Tara Michelle can't wait to help hopeful singles meet their match. Search Blind Dating and follow free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.